Wait, are we actually starting? Do we have any plan? I, I, you want to know my bit, my starting bit? This was going to be mine. Shovel Knight! Alright, anyone else have a bit idea? <laughs> <laughs> anyone have a better bit? I like it. I thought the music was really... I don't know, I have no, it like, no, no, no. stuck the in my music, head. Music quite the good. good. Your yeah. music, Your not music so good. Great. Right, which is why it's great <laughs> for the beginning of the podcast. It's perfect, I don't understand. It's an homage, not a homage, Jobin. Hmm. I thought it was fromage. <laughs> Quattro? Quattro, Quattro fromage. Quattro fromage. Yikes. Uh, anyways, this is a podcast where we talk about... Wait, are we games. actually starting? Did we start? We're going <laughs> Are you going to ask that question every time someone tries to start? <laughs> but he said anyways, as if we had already known we were starting. It sounded like a good candid start. So All I right, I'm Mitchell it. Smith. Wait, we... You want to say that without laughing? <laughs> Nick got mad at us last time because we didn't do it in the right order, right? So now go, Nick, you're first. <laughs> I'm go. Nick Blackley. I'm Jacob Smith. I'm Mitchell Smith. And I'm Jobin Azadi. <laughs> what were you pointing at? I was pointing at Jobin, but it occurred <laughs> to me what? only afterwards that I should go after my brother, mm-hmm. who has the same last name. Also, me. you're not pointing, like, I'm not in the same position on your screen, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, you're not the on right the screen. Oh, you guess. can't possibly know that. <laughs> you don't <laughs> Well, if you can't tell from this garbage audio, this is, we're using video for the first time, so things are a little different. No, 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 we're in person on the ship, like we're always... Yeah, we are always We're in all person. We're looking through little portholes at each other. We're There's... definitely not all sitting on different toilets, video chatting with each other. Different toilets, same room. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say same poop. <laughs> I, same... I don't know why. <laughs> different toilets, same room, same poop. Wow. Oh, no. Now, that's going to be 26 subscribers after this episode. I did actually check one time and it went from 29 and I kept checking because I wanted to see when it went to 30 and it just went to 28 as if, <laughs> as, oh. as if they were like you're too eager you need to stop checking uh, alright so Shovel Knight uh, what do we do on this podcast gang we, re- we play a video game and talk about it's good and bad qualities that's what it is except there's the whole we're on this dinky ship that's great and I love it thank you for letting me be on this ship the ship sucks and it's killing me slowly and it's plumbing is gets backed up every time we all go to the bathroom at the same time and that's ridiculous <laughs> which is frequent <laughs> it's ridiculous how frequent our it is our schedules have synced up because we've been on this ship for so long that's right <laughs> something about interstellar travel really gets your bowels moving but I only go once every two weeks so. You need to... That's a problem, <laughs> Mitchell. Not for my species slash robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Slash so, brand. <laughs> quick quick question. Am I, am I going to get paid by Lord Nintendo at any point? Absolutely not. You're not, not getting paid. You're just a passenger. Don't expect anything. We're not getting paid. You're, I feel like, oh, you know... Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> right? I was told I was being paid in experience. 
Well, I'll, I'll consider this passage a fair a trade for my. You pay them to actually take part. Sure. Sounds like it's a real thing. That sounds like mentorship to me. Anywho. So, this week, the thing that came out, the old garbage shoot, is Shovel Knight. Uh, Not sure who threw that one away, because it's a good game. Well, that's just where all the... The the way that the ship works is it collects the game from outer space, from the game space. And it funnels it in through the garbage chute, and we have to go and dig through that trash to find that gem of a game. And that game this week is Shovel Knight. The first one... Yeah, the original one. The original. So let's let's get into it. So let's talk about the plot because that's what we, I said we had to talk about every time at the beginning. So what is Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight is one of the big indie hits of the 1950s. Um, <laughs> Great year for games. The, the 30 1950s. It released in 2014. 2014. Wow, yeah. that's actually crazy. I thought it was I thought it was older than that. I so I must have played it like right after it came out, which is surprising for me to be up to date on these indie games. A lot of times I'm like we both played it right when it came out. Yeah, I remember we just talked about this. But 2014, but I I just I'm just surprised that I got the game like right when it came out. But at that time Steam was different and it was like, "Have you heard about this new game on Steam?" and everyone would be like, "Wow, yeah, let's all play it." And now it's it's not that way. It was a much more closed I'm, garden ecosystem. I'm pretty sure we played this on the Nintendo DS, Mitchell. I didn't have it on the DS. Really? You played it Where on Steam? Play it I have the same, this is the same one that I bought oh. six years ago at this point. Oh. You may have gotten it on the that it just DS. came out of the game space. Yeah, right. Oh, right. When by the DS, I mean the game space. Well, the game space, the game Jacob, DS. The game, game space, space works DS. weird with time. You know, games will come out before there's pre the game that came before them. You know, mm-hmm. Paper yeah, Mario. Yeah, like Half Life Four was a pretty mediocre entry. Honestly, anyways, I hated it. That's because they redid all the lore from the original trilogy. But... Yeah, and don't get me started. What they did to the main characters. Ugh. Yeah. Why is Gordon a tentacle monster? It makes sense the way they describe it. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. fair, but for a different podcast. <laughs> sure, for our future games podcast. Uh, Anyways, the game came out in 2014. Let's go on now. <laughs> um, um, so I read a little bit about the creators of this game, and they mentioned something about how I think it was kind of a joke for Shovel Knight to use a shovel because they just wanted to use something that was different than like a sword. It may have been I don't know if you have that page pulled up Nick. You can fact check me but it is kind of interesting in that I mean obviously not a lot of heroes other than I can think off the top of my head the Poop Smith and Shovel Knight and who else uses a shovel? Oh the person in um... Dampe Dampe, not really a hero. Kind of the, an antagonist, if you ask per- me. Cadence from uh, Crypt? Yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer, right? Does, she uses a shovel, I think. Well, they have shovels, but they're used in their proper, like, to dig. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, Shovel Knight Minecraft. also digs. Minecraft Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve, yeah, the greatest hero of our time. Sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. I voted for him for a galactic presidency. Um, yeah, but uh, so Shovel Knight, uh, I guess the quick, there's not much of a plot in the game. Basically, you are on a quest to defeat the Order of No Quarter. And the Enchantress, yeah, the Enchantress and the Order of No Quarter, who's in the Tower of Love, the Tower of... I'm just going to spitball some things here. Tower of Love, Tower of Poop, because we were talking about poop. Tower of Power. Tower of Shovels. That doesn't make any Tower sense. Of Tower, Towers. Tower of Minecraft. Tower of Towers, okay. Um, and yeah, so you just basically have to beat a bunch of levels, bosses, and then beat the final boss and you're done. And you save the world or whatever. No, you save your best friend and potentially significant other. It's unclear. It's really not clear at all. I mean, there might be a they might be a thruple with bla- the other shovel knight guy. I forget his name. Is it the Black Knight? <laughs> I think it thruple? is the Black Knight. What is, a, is yeah. that a yeah. thing? Yeah, thruples are a thing. You're out of you just you just don't know what's going on. Because to me, that sounded a lot like trouple, which is another trouple we should talk about. <laughs> Maybe they yeah, will I, be a that's my favorite character in the whole uh, the whole game. Um, that's actually I think that's maybe a good place to start. We can kind of talk like the game is it's like a 16 bit pixel art, uh, 2D action adventure. But I think one of it's the retro things- style and trying to make it as retro as possible, right? Yeah, yeah. but I, I music. think it made it had such unique characters in it uh, that I felt like that was one of the most unique parts about it because there are a lot of games that do retro style 16 bit graphics pixel art, but this had like just such goofy characters and things like that. I mean, it's Shovel very, Knight already is weird. It's very Nintendo. Uh, like I feel like Nintendo is is a studio that's really 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 good at creating those kind of wacky kind of fun weird memorable characters um and shovel knight like really follows in those footsteps very closely like the the trouple is like so memorable and it does this fun little dance um so yeah i agree if you put mario in a vacuum he's just a guy in overalls who eats mushrooms right like that's if they introduced that idea today from nothing people would be like what the what is this they'd be like what are you thinking (laughs) But he's iconic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same with, like, Yoshi, Toad, uh, like, any of them, any of the Nintendo characters, I feel like they have, like, those, those fun kind of quirkiness to them. I mean, that brings up, like, Super Mario Brothers 2, which is basically just a reskinning of another game, and, it, like, it's fun, like, it's a perfectly good Mario game just because that's what Mario is. They, like, slap interesting characters and locations on a game, and then they have kind of generic platforming on top of it. And that's all it takes. Yeah, so this game is a platformer. I think it's worth mentioning that it shares a lot of similarities with Mega Man, which I have I don't have much experience with Mega Man, but from my understanding, it's kind of like just these almost episodic levels you just kind of run through, and then there's a boss at the end, right? And uh... I think they modeled a lot of Shovel Knight around that concept. It seems like it would fit in with that universe very well. And I think the art style and aesthetic is actually kind of similar too. It's like a little cartoony, a little goofy, but like still got a lot going on there. And they're both like combat plot platformers. So I think they actually move and play pretty similarly. And yeah. you can fall and die in Mega Man and it's game over, I think. <laughs> and there's ladders. <laughs> there are ladders. 
Lat- jumping? Unique uh, to those oh two games, ladders. No other game has tried to pull off ladders. Yeah. I, I, they're, you don't even see them in real life anymore. Yeah. Now I just use my hover boots. Powered by f- farts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about not saying that, and then I did. <laughs> Uh, I oh, hadn't thought man. about the Mega Man connection. That is that is a really even the point. even the antagonist, right? Like uh, at the end of every level, it's some weird, quirky, almost alter ego version of the main character. They all have, like shovels, or they kind of you know have weird quirks, like the snow well, guy. They're all yeah, they're all knights. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost certainly derived from that, right? Um, I haven't done research into it, it, but it was kind of fun that. Uh... They it it felt like they all knew each other the whole time and they were all talking to each other as if they're like all buddy buddy buddy. I enjoyed that. I like that. It, it made the characters feel more real, where they had like a history. Like I can't believe you're doing this right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it was a long, like you know, ten thousand line Golden Sun story about what was going on, but it was still. It made just the characters feel more alive, just having them like talk to each other. Yeah, and the cool like, thing is, we're not going to talk about the the sequels, right? But there is connections there they build upon later on in the series, which is really cool to, to see. Oh, okay. Yeah, I briefly played That's... the Plague Knight one, but I didn't even beat the starting level, so... <laughs> wow, <laughs> you really got into it, huh? <laughs> well, it was significantly different. So, like, mechanics-wise, right, in Shovel Knight, you have your jump, and you can bounce with your shovel, and you can attack with your shovel. Um, and with the Plague Knight one, you have to like double jump using your bombs. And that was too, I was like, I can't handle this. I can barely handle bouncing on things. So like we can't, I can't do this. Um, oh, the other thing I think that's worth mentioning is the, uh, the power-ups you get in Shovel Knight. The, I don't know what you even call them. Um, you know, the square at the top has like an item in it that you can use at any time for mana. Uh, they're relics. That mechanic reminds me a lot of Castlevania where you collect like these power-ups that you know are pretty basic and they cost mana it's almost the same mechanic from castlevania definitely inspired from that yeah yeah hugely i mean castlevania is is such a um like pedestal what 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 like what gold standard yeah thank you it Castlevania is really the gold standard of like retro kind of platforming games in terms of like it has RPG elements with the the uh, item progression and and the platforming was just super crisp tight uh, and the enemies were always like interesting and <laughs> you got real quiet you're <laughs> you have nothing else Why to say about talking? that <laughs> yeah that's it okay I agree <laughs> <I> feeling. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, it, it definitely the game the the game comes from a lot of different uh, like retro inspirations like Mega Man and Castlevania, um, and it's got a real cute story. But I think that the true strong point of um, the the uh, of the game is that it captures that retro feel, but it also mechanically is just so good. Um, it also replicating it. It handles very tight. Mitchell touched on that a bit, or maybe it was Jacob, who can remember which brother said <laughs> We are <which> identical, <laughs> so... Could have been anyone. Uh, they were both talking. One of you mentioned that there's really only a couple mechanics to keep track of in the game, 
you attack with your shovel, you jump, and you jump and then attack down with your shovel. And these basic mechanics still keep me interested for the entire length of the game and leave me like perfecting how to use those against different enemies for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the maybe this is a separate conversation, but the armor and like weapon upgrades, not really that big of a deal. Health and mana, sure, they just make me tankier and like I can last longer in the fight. But it's really all the fighting I'm doing, I could pretty much do at the first level. Uh, it's the same mechanics, it's the same uh, basic movement, and I kind of like that about it, in that you don't become this like super overpowered Goliath. You are the same guy, uh, more or less, minus some health and mana upgrade from like the beginning to the end. Yeah, that, yeah. that reminds me of, there's one power-up that you can get where you can do like a charge attack, and it does more damage and has more range, but it slows your character down. And I got that, and I like never used it because it is so much less useful than like. And for I don't know how you guys played it, but I was basically down. I was shoveling down, shoveling everyone. Like you jump and you hit them from the bottom because then if they try to hurt you, you bounce up and get out of the way. That was basically the way that I played the game was just land on people with my shovel. The whole the whole thing. I did use some relics. Uh, but mostly it was that. Um, yeah, bouncing. I don't want to say it was OP, but it was just it was almost like a higher difficulty thing to to pull off. But it was very rewarding because you could just keep bouncing once you're up there. But then you know people right. move around. Some of the enemies move very quickly. If you have to you have to be able to move and continue to bounce on their heads, um, so it was tricky. But that's a good example of something you would be able to do at the beginning of the game that you could do maybe several levels in pretty well, or by the end of the game, you could have it almost perfected, right? Mm-hmm. They definitely yeah. thought about people doing it because there are several bosses that would like rapidly move so that you couldn't keep bouncing on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, the so, Mole Knight, Yes, example. that's what I was thinking, Mole Knight, specifically. I was trash can at the game. So, I I I just didn't... When I killed an enemy, it was by using all available resources. <laughs> Usually, I would drain my entire pool of mana and die at least once. <laughs> so, And to be fair, I think the rest of us had already played it through. Yeah. So this was your first time. And I remember when I played it yeah. through the first time, I thought it was about twice as hard as it was when I played through it recently. And a lot of it was just because I remembered a lot of the game mm-hmm. and had played through it um, on the base game and one of the DLCs already. Yeah. So that definitely added to the difference. I this is also a style of game that I don't play very often. Like I I I almost never play uh 2D platformer side scroller style games. Um which I know that the Smiths YouTube play a lot of this style of game. So oh, it's kind of yeah. like it, it's interesting to me though that like this game is so well fitted in the world of platformers and 2D platformers that like you can take those skills that you've developed in playing Castlevania uh, or what is it, Metroidvania games and just transfer them over to uh, uh, Shovel Knight and it's like perfectly in line with games that came out years before it. I mean, I think it's better than some games that came out years before it. But yeah, mostly like I think I know what I'm supposed to do, but a lot of times I lack the muscle coordination to do it correctly, even though I have played lots of games like this. Sounds so like over you. T- Yeah, so over time I got, like at the beginning I was really bad, and at the end I kind of found my groove and I was able to, I if I played it a 
another time, I think I would have beaten it very quickly with my after playing it one time through. Um, but it the one of the things that kind of sets this game apart from a lot of other games in the past is it has very, very, very tight controls, and that's necessary because in this game, I feel like the real enemy, the real enemy is the environment. Yeah. Because you can instantly die either on spikes or by falling down pits. And I complained about this when we were talking about it, but that just shows that like the combat is one thing, but you have to, the controls have to be perfect because if they weren't, the game would be impossible to beat. You know, it, well, it would be so tough. Or be very frustrating at the very least. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It would be very demoralizing if one-shot deaths are common and it feels like it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. While, while playing this game, almost every single time I died, I was like, I could have not died there. Right. And for me, that's what makes a game challenging in the right way is it's on me when I die, not on the game itself. Right. Yeah. You know, I was I had this thought of I was I was kind of like, does the game even need a health bar like i feel like almost every time so when i okay i started playing this game i died a lot because my health ran out so yeah it did end up killing me a lot but i felt like if you know when i watched other people play it who were actually played the game a little bit more they stopped dying to enemies like it's mostly that they get knocked back by the enemies into pits or like Mm -hmm. off of platforms and stuff like that so I'm not even sure that the game needed health at all. One thing it does is it uses the enemies to almost increase the difficulty of the environment around it. So, like, for instance, there might be a gap that was just a pit, right? That's, like, normally very trivial to jump over. But there could be two guys throwing fireballs where you can't just keep tanking the damage over and over again because you're gonna you're gonna die that's that, that's the only reason i can think of i agree with you that the health bar would almost be meaningless otherwise but it's the combination of the environment and the attacking enemies that make it so difficult because there's there's more risk there right and things have not it introduces back. some risk at all because if you didn't have a health pool you could just you know bang your head against the wall until you got through but this makes some risk you can't just literally leave the game sitting there open for two hours and come back to it and nothing will have happened Um. Also, that being said, that for... I feel like I did die Go ahead. probably 90% of the time to the pits, like you said. Like, 100% so. agree, yeah. You 100% agree 90% of the time you die to pits? <laughs> just to Correct. be clear. And the other 10% of the time, thank you for noticing that. That's really thank you for so noticing. perceptive of you. The other 10% God, you die like to always... instant kill spikes, probably. No, no, no. The other 10% I was going to say, I died to boss fights because... Boss yeah. fights were long enough where I could actually lose all my health if I didn't like figure out the the gimmicks of the boss yet and how they what their move moves and attacks were. I actually could die to them, mm-hmm. and I did frequently. Yeah, so, many of the bosses took multiple tries. That's for sure. Every single boss that I faced took multiple tries. I want to say on average about twenty tries. Yeah, I mean, I beat some of them in the first run. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not saying I'm better than you. Um, well, that's probably a fair statement. What what I was going to say is that in games like um, Metroid and Zelda, those games are games where you increase your health over time. And I've always found that at the, begin- the beginning of those games are the only times in the game where I will die from taking damage, basically, because once you get like a couple health pickups, 
you don't need that many you need enough the thing is is that like with zelda three hearts is so little to survive just at any point in the game but by the end of the game like you need like six hearts and you're good like you don't need 20 you need just a little bit more than what they give you same thing with the metroid games and in this game i felt the same way where it was like it was too little at the beginning because you like you would get wheeled down by little mistakes that normally you would be able to just keep progressing um but you didn't at the end i got enough health that i could have just tanked people's attacks and run through and i did sometimes by the end of the game uh yeah. so but i think that was interesting because they so we haven't talked at all about the money aspect of the game the treasure aspect so when you die you lose some percentage of your health and it changes if you have different armor your money um or sorry you lose some percentage of your money yeah okay um, and but all, generally you lose all of your health when you're dead well this is you, true you when think you that die, but you sometimes you come... lose all of your health because you're dead <laughs> i mean it depends on your armor you know wearing some armor you only lose 100 percent. other armor you lose 100 <laughs> percent. that doesn't sound like it depends um yeah so you lose some <laughs> amount of your money and the game allows you to get the money turns into flying money bags and you can get the money back if you reach the place that you died which punishes you from going out of the like far away from where like you can go off on side things to get extra stuff and if you die there you have to go back and get your money which means it's like more likely that you'll die but if you're going from the this checkpoint to the next checkpoint and you die it's easy to go get your money um but i uh I was thinking about what do you spend money on in the game? And realistically, it's like all you can do is dump it into mana and health. And there are like a couple upgrades, but not really that many. So it's it's like you spend so much of the game like doing little bonus things for money, getting you all do. the money that you see. But and then it's like you just get health. And at a certain point, I don't need any more health or mana. So, well, you also use them to buy items, though. Which is a very important that's thing. That's true. The relics. Or the I relics. Forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah. But that's. I had a lot was, of extra money at the end of the game. I was going to agree with Mitchell here in that it was nice to have goals as I went through the game to buy things. But about 75% of the way through the game, I had bought everything there was to buy. And then I had nothing else to buy. And dying didn't really matter that much because I had nothing to spend it on anyway. Now, honestly, should a game be having me spend money to the last minute so I buy things after I beat the final boss. That doesn't sound like it's really great either, but I didn't have to make any choices here. I just bought everything because I could. And, like, I wouldn't go out of my way to do these, like, bonus rooms to get a bunch of money because I'm like, well, there's no point. Like, I'm not going to potentially die and then have to go back to the checkpoint just so that I can get potentially like 200 extra gold when dying would screw me over more anyways so there's there's no point so i like didn't do parts of the game because of that see mm. i'm a dummy you sure there's short attention span uh -huh. so i did mm -hmm. everything i did everything i could everything i could find i would complete to the fullest every room i could find i did it all the way and if i died in one of those rooms i immediately went back and tried to get my gold even though yep. like jobin i had gold spilling out of my grimy pockets um i don't know why they're grimy, all orifices all <laughs> orifices of my pants don't include that one all my pants orifices which is just i guess the waist pockets, and the legs and the pockets like holes the waist fly hole? 
the fly. Um, I mean, I think all I stopped from doing was like, if there was ever some money up in the corner, I was like, that's not worth getting. And I wouldn't kill myself to get like that one gem up in, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I did that's, see, that's where you're wrong. Stuff. I mean, you missed out on the fun soundtracks of doing the really tight platforming was the fun part of the game. So any chance I could like challenge myself to do something difficult, as in go retrieve my money after I died in a really dumb place, I would do it. Even if I was like, I could just die again and lose my money permanently plus more, right? Oh, um, and that happened to me so many goddamn times yeah, where I was just like, Ooh, you get careless yeah. walking back. You're like, I can get there. Yeah. And you just die. Yeah. Um, the final boss, the Enchantress, is the first half of the fight. You're over a, an endless pit. So if if she does the right move or you suck like me, you can fall and die. And when you die and the bags come up out of the bottom, there's literally no floor. It is impossible to get those bags back. So I lost like 8k on the final boss because every it's time the I die. the final boss. Well, what else are you going to spend well, money I on? I know, but I'm just saying like at that point, it was just like it, I had like 10k. I'm like, yeah, you did a really good job. And then at the end, I was just like, oh, I have like 2000 gold. I lost 80% of my money in the final boss battle. Mitchell, you know what they say? You can't take money with you when you die. Well, I know, but I was trying to get it when I was resurrected and i wanted Unless to get you it mail back. it to hell before you go there they'll take it you can check it at the post office and you're rich yeah but the thing is it takes a really long time to get your package when you're in hell so infinitely <laughs> long you're just waiting in line no not infinitely Sweating. you get it you get it eventually but it's not the one that you wanted and then it's like damaged it's like crumpled up because they tossed yeah. it too hard sure yeah, it gets there after the return window is, is closed. See, the funny thing is the people delivering the package are in hell, and you're in hell because they damaged your package. Oh, shit. It's the perfect system. All right. And hell, Satan. It's, uh, it is the big unit, so there you go. <laughs> okay, well, we talk about money. It's kind of spreads out the levels. When you kill enemies, they'll drop money sometimes, and there's little secrets that have that have money the other main collectible in the game is music sheets um there's something like, like easter eggs are almost. there three in each level or two i don't know what the, i don't know what the numbering is but there's a few there's each, a, a couple number. okay there's a couple in each level and they're usually in like secret areas or tricky platforming areas um and then you redeem those for just gold right i think in town they just give you more gold um, yeah, and the ability to play them back whenever you want. Oh yeah, I guess it's like unlocking sound in tests. one town. Everybody's favorite mechanic is the sound test. Oh Why do people <laughs> put those in games all I the don't time? Know. It's weird. They're I feel like, like it's a development tool. Maybe it you is. Know? It's just like we need to play this in the game, and then they keep it there forever. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you never know. So yeah, okay. So there are mu music sheets. Um, oh, I, this isn't really collectible, but when you're, we didn't talk about the overworld at all. The overworld has a bunch of different levels that you have to move over and you have to complete some. Super Mario Bros. 3 style. Yes, if that's you will. exactly right. And it did, it even had, that's what I was going to say, it's not really collectible, but there were random, well, not random, but there were certain enemies that moved around on the overworld that you could then fight. And they were just like random 
fighters. I like I don't know scripted encounters, kind of right. They were basically just mini boss battles, and I thought that was really neat. And it it had like more people from the world that like weren't knights that you could talk to, and uh, they had interesting mechanics. But like it was just a fun way to inject more boss battle into the game because the game is like beat the level fight a boss and it's like well the bosses don't take that long so i appreciated that i i really enjoyed the boss battles a lot what's your favorite boss nick this you don't oh, have to answer since i don't think this you got to one sounds like a great opportunity Ooh. to play the whack or knack game <laughs> that we love so much Ooh. oh no all right pull boss. up the wagger knack rules <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's. Last time it took us four light. hours to cover the rules. This time we should be able to do it a little. Yeah, we quicker. should knock this out in four minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jobin, you have the list. I have the list open in front okay. of me. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. All right. So the first one is the Black Knight. Now he comes back a couple times, but you know, tell me your thoughts: whack or not? Knack. Knack. Whack because knack. I died a lot. <laughs> you just said for everyone. You got it. That was my strategy. <laughs> I adopted going in. I did think Black Knight was one of the harder bosses, though. He had like he moved pretty quick. He would jump on your head using your OP mechanic, and once you figured him out, it was it was fine. But and you had low health times. at that point because it was the first thing you do in yeah. the game, basically, right? Well, you fight him twice. I liked him the the second time. I thought he was pretty. You fight him three times. Actually, three times. Oh. Yeah. Oh, one Thrice. time. That's right. He's the first boss, then one time on the map, and then one time, and then at the end of the game, maybe. I don't know. I liked him as a cool. He was a cool foil to the main protagonist. Just, right. Yeah. And the relationship between you, the Black Knight, and Shield Knight are always is always up in the air. Like who. Is crushing on who? Sure. Whose best friend is who? Who ate the other person's cheese stick in the fridge? Like it's just really confusing. What's going on between the three? Yeah, and that tension is what really brought me into the game. Yeah. Okay. Next boss. Next boss. Specter Knight. Specter Knight. Uh, what was that one? That one was the, the sight. floating that one ghost. Was sight. Yeah. He would throw his. Scythe, right? That's the that's the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I would didn't call really... this one knack. I thought it was a diff. This was one of the more difficult bosses, in my opinion, until you learn the patterns. It's very pattern based. He throws the scythe in a predictable way. Um, once you learn that, it became pretty easy. But well, that's I, I was, was gonna say. I was gonna say whack. Were you gonna say whack? No, I was gonna say knack, but really easy for me because I, <laughs> I knew his patterns. So I just I just didn't get hit pretty much. Oh, because like, you him. played it bef- before, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that helps. Because I well, replayed I- it and I had a much easier time, but the first time it was very difficult. I thought. Yeah, so I was gonna say whack because I f- just felt like the boss. Uh, once you learn those patterns, it's easy, and then it's not really a difficult boss. So it was like that we were talking about this game, how it rewards you, it punishes you when when you make a mistake, but in this case, it was the boss did a move that you didn't predict and then or like not that you didn't predict but if you hadn't known how he would attack you take damage and that's a frustrating mechanic to just be like oh i didn't know you could do that and then so i i think it's a whack boss 
I'm gonna go with Knack because, um, like yeah, the patterns. Once you learn the patterns, it was it was like a pretty fun boss to do. Uh, as someone who sucked at the game real hard, it was just like very straightforward. It was, and it was a moment where I was like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do here. Um, I hated the part where he makes the screen go black silhouette mode because you're afraid of the dark. Um, yep. and this is established. Yes, you are now oh, afraid canon. of the dark in fiction in canon. Uh, yeah. Well, I I just don't like. I, I didn't. We could talk about the whole level. How I really, really disliked the lightning silhouette kind of thing that they did. But uh, we're talking about the bosses, so I'm gonna go with. I think it was satisfying. So not uh, knack. Sweet. Next on the list, King Knight. Yeah, I thought he was pretty easy. Pretty like, easy, pretty straightforward. He didn't have any weird things. He just kind of like bounced around the screen a little bit so you just don't get hit and jump on his head. So, well, I would get hit by the streamers every time because they just kind of move funny. The streamers were But it would, do like, it would do like half a heart of damage and then I would like hit him 12 times and then we'd be fine. Yeah. I think you mean half a red circle of damage. You're right. What? I. That's so. <laughs> Hardest of me, <laughs> shapest of me. You know what? If they had more resolution, it would have been heart. Yeah, that is actively wrong yeah, because the other game has hearts. That's not true. You're right. All right, what about Treasure Knight? He was the underwater guy. Yeah, he would blow sand everywhere and like hook to the ceiling and shoot sand at you and walls of blow up walls at you. Was it sand or was it coins? Oh, I thought that they were gold coins. There's not enough resolution to know. Okay, well, uh, I actually... So this was... We're now past the point where I had rage quit the game permanently and just... This is like the third boss. Uh, <laughs> and just relied purely... Actually, no, I did beat this boss. Nick no, I says, actually did. I want to do a podcast um, where we play video games. Nick, stops playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I thought that it was interesting that it... Uh, they like used two dimensions very fully in that one where he was like moving around kind of on the upper half of the screen mm-hmm. where like normally boss fights take place on the bottom half of the screen because um, you're underwater so you can swim and jump higher. I just felt that it was like a really interesting twist on the mechanics. I agree. And I think one thing that highlights that is that there's not all the bosses make it tough for you to jump on their heads. And this <laughs> one, because he utilized 2D space so much, you had to hit him in other ways rather than just jumping on his head. Which D did he use more of the two? The biggest D. Wait, what? That's Wait, what did you correct. say, Jacob? He said, which D did he use out of the two Ds? Oh. I said, which did he use more? Like, more vertical or more horizontal? 45. Oh. Alright. Well, he, he would just change what horizontal, what vertical plane what vertical plane he was on but he moved horizontal mostly it was just he'd move horizontally or go up here and move horizontally yeah now i feel like this boss there was the one attack where he would send the two waves out from him i honestly was like i just don't know how you would ever dodge that other than using the relic that gave you uh the phase locket yeah the phase relic that gave you invulnerability I don't know how else you would dodge it. That's how I did it every single time. Yep. I just tanked it or used the phase locket. Could you jump mm-hmm. over it? 
I feel like it was yeah, a really it was just barely too high to jump over. Yeah. I don't remember how I dealt with that. You probably just tanked it. He only uses it like three times in the full yeah. fight. I like that. I thought that I liked the boss battle because I felt like it showed. I, I don't know. There's something about the way that he like moved around that I thought was kind of neat. And we were talking about the water mechanics, and I guess it kind of just just water mechanics, which is funny because most games you hate water levels, but this this one was okay. This boss was okay. Yeah. All right, this whacker knock is going to take forever it's... if we don't speed it up. All right. Yeah, All right, we don't need to talk about it. We need to just say about it. One person per boss. No, we Plague just Knight. Also... Plague Knight, whacker knack. Knack. Whack. I think it was cool mechanics. The explosives were pretty neat. Not whack, but I think really hard because it felt like it had a lot of randomness built in. Wait, sorry. What That's did you why say? I was going to go not whack. whack. Did you mean not whack? Knack? Because it was challenging. Knack. Thank you. Um, I just I'd probably say whack just because he didn't seem that difficult to me. So. <laughs> wow. Okay, mole knight, whack or knack? I thought he was kind of whack. He had some hard moves to dodge, and I think I died to him more than I should have. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> laughing because that happened to me. You tell us more when you, there's a boss that you died less than you should have, and then we'll talk. <laughs> ah. Ooh. Probably won't happen. Jobin? Whack or knack? Uh, I think he was... Uh, I think he was a little whack. I, I don't really like fighting that boss, because he's off the screen for so much. It was just kind of annoying. Yeah, I agree. I also didn't like when he threw terrain at you that you had to break, otherwise it would kill you or whatever. That wasn't fun. Yep. Okay. Polar Knight. Whack. Whack or knack? Whack. Whack? Because of the instant kill spikes. The spikes were really annoying. The spikes and ice mechanic was not a good combo. It, they moved around. If It would have been one thing if it would have been on one side of the thing, but instead it would move around, which places would kill you instantly if you touched them. It's crazy. But then you would it would like bring back the spaces you could step on, so as long as you lasted long enough you could uh yeah, but stay it's alive. Still an instant death mechanic built like right into it's like the main mechanic of the boss battle. It's stuck it sucked. Okay. Whack. You you're right. It is whack. Yeah. Thank All right. you. Tinker Knight. Whacker knack. Knack. It was so cool. Knack. That's fine. Knack. Two stage boss where the first stage is comically easy and the second one is pretty difficult and reminded me of Kraid from Metroid. Sign me up. <laughs> Wait, I, the I second took... phase was difficult? Uh, I thought it was harder than the yeah. first phase. <laughs> where I he thought the out second phase was trivially easy. Did like, you I thought play that it? whole boss... Well, I granted, Nick's... I didn't play it. All right, I watched then you Joven Nick, play it. But about it was it. like... It, it just... It looks... It, it looked like you just bounced on his head and he couldn't do anything about it. That because he Joe rapidly, didn't look easy. He, he would go like and shoot away if you were bouncing on his head. Like it wasn't game over if you got up there. You could hit him like two times. Plus, still, I got hit more by the first stage than the second stage because if you get your timing right, you can pretty much never fall off his head in yeah. the second stage. But I thought it was fun, and I I just <clears> like I thought it was fun and cool. Yes, like jumping up on his belly spikes, Jacob, to get on top of oh, him, yeah. and then the bouncing oh, yeah. ball, and yeah, the like rotating drill and stuff. Like it was just a fun. Yeah, I like that one. I liked it. I like that one. That one was cool. Uh, Propeller night. Whack. Whack. The whole whack. air level was a little whack, in my opinion. 
And I like the level design of most of the levels, but the gusting and then the flying enemies didn't really do it for me. In a game where you're so heavily grounded most of the time, it, it didn't really, it didn't jive. If you know what I'm saying. So I'll say that this was the boss I remember when I first played it. This is the only boss I really had difficulty doing where I had to take a break and come back later. <laughs> because, and the thing is, the first time I played it, I didn't really use relics. So if you try to just fight him with like your shovel, it's like kind of hard to do because he keeps on making holes and blowing people. And, you know, pits are one, sh- one hit kills, basically one fall kills. So this boss took me a long time, the longest time out of any of the bosses the first time I played. He's one of the few bosses that like really keeps you at arm's reach because he'll like stand back and dash and like you can't really get close to him in the time in between the like charge up dash, the, charge up yes. dash. Um, he dashes quickly and he knocks you into the holes. Right. And he shoots a lot of bombs and he has a lot of zone control. Like he, I think he is still hard the second time I played, but mm-hmm. less whack the second time. Yeah, whack. I beat him easy. <sighs> No, he was tough for me. He was a tough boss. Okay, and finally, the Enchantress. First part, whack. Second part, knack. For me. You thought the first part was whack? I thought you didn't like the second part. No, the first part's the part where it has the... It's the bottom... You're on just uh, blocks, and she breaks the blocks. And half of the time, she's below you, shooting up at you, and you can't damage her. So, I found that really like that you know what i'm talking about right the first part is she's flying around you're in the the blocks are in the middle she'll like i i would do like a third of her health and damage before she went down below you but then she's just down there shooting up at you and you're just dodging the whole time and when she comes up again then she starts shooting uh fireballs at weird angles which cause weird holes and then it would fall and then she just had to hit me one time and i would die because i'd fall into a hole so I thought it was, we talked about thought... this because we said like, oh, it's supposed to be tough. It's the final boss. And so much of the game is about not dying to the environment. And it's like, yes, but it was still tough. It was so. tough. I personally found the second phase harder because some, you know, a shovel knight puts up his or her shovel or sorry, shield knight puts up his or her shield so you can bounce on it. But sometimes I wasn't close to them and then I couldn't get there to hit the boss. So I'm like, okay. Here, a full phase went by, and I couldn't do anything. Okay, another full phase went by, and I couldn't do anything. And mm. so, it just it just forced me to be more patient and just wait for the right opportunity. But I just found it a little frustrating. So, I'd say second phase was whack for me. First phase, I still felt like was more jumping around and platforming rather than just waiting for Shield Knight. So, first phase was knack. Second phase, whack for me. Much like Zelda, at the end of every Zelda game, she often missed... <laughs> With her light arrows, in this case the shield, which is frustrating. You're like you can execute perfectly and then just be in the wrong place, and like you said, just have to wait longer for no reason. I really, I didn't have an issue with it. I felt like I, I actually several times I managed to multi-cycle bounce on top of the boss. Like I was able to hop over to where she was going to go and keep going. It was super easy for me. I beat her the first time I got to that stage. But um, I did like want to say three tries. But yeah, so I wanted to. Um, I died a lot. I, of the I always first feel part. like mechanics where you um, can like affect the terrain of the platform that you, and like the world that you're in in the boss fight as like a mechanic is always really cool. So like the first phase, um, she would like shoot out the little balls that kind of destroyed the blocks 
where they hid. Yes. So then the little fire thing would come up from the bottom and it would restore blocks where it is. But you yeah. could move around and it would target on you. So you could effectively kind of destroy and rebuild parts of the terrain and make it harder or easier for yourself. I always like those yeah. kinds of mechanics. Once I realized I could rebuild the terrain, it made the fight a lot easier. Yes, I didn't really realize I could save myself that way. And I also kept getting blocked in by her attacks and then the pit would be the wrong like just too many holes so that it would be easy to fall into one um and yeah so i think as i if i knew what i knew now i think the first part would be a lot easier because of what you said and i think some of our bias is just showing through here because this isn't our first playthrough right yeah so if this was our first playthrough i think we would be like really frustrated or startled by a lot of the things that we're just kind of taking for granted <laughs> of just being, oh yeah, well that's just how the mechanic works. Uh, so that's something that's just interesting. It's not like a bad thing. It's just like an interesting bias that we uh, cannot avoid here. It was your first playthrough, right, Nick? Yes. Do you feel like there's anything that we've said that is like what Jobin just described? No, not really. Other than um, maybe the like lots of death. I mean, part. it's, it, you know, like everything that you're saying is, it's like eventually you'll get there. You're just going to, I feel like, and then the first playthrough, you just die a lot more. Like you die tenfold more. Um, well, but, that's what I mean, though. Like, so if I die once this time, I die ten times on my first time playing. I'm going to say that the second time playing through that part, it, it didn't even like register as hard for me. I mean, I guess my perspective on this is that this is just the sort of game where dying a crap load number of times is just like part of the game um and that's also why i stopped playing it because i was like honestly i just don't enjoy dying a lot like i just didn't enjoy like backtracking back to where i was constantly losing gold so i just stopped playing it it just like wasn't a game for me um so you know like it, it's just like a core I, I don't know it felt like a core mechanic that i just wasn't very much about um but if you were enjoying that you would just persist through and eventually get good enough to the point where we you guys are now masters mm -hmm. i do wonder if having played enough games that are kind of punishing in that regard that yeah like this game is a feels like a really good game just because that sort of thing doesn't phase me nearly as much as it and i'm the type of person that generally gets triggered a lot by stuff like feeling like the game is tilted against me like when we play dota and the other team is just wrecking us i'm just like i don't want to like i don't want to do this anymore um what's dota what what is dota mm. uh, but yeah it's so it's interesting that like games like this and or like spelunky or something where you die a lot like i don't really like throw the controller and storm out like I might with other games. I don't know. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, like oh I died again. Let's let's do it again. Um Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting uh thing like on roguelikes with like roguelikes, uh I like I'm totally okay with that. Like just yeah. dying and then going back in and and again and again and again. Because I feel like every time you die it feels like final, right? Versus in this game, it's like kind of death is like this hindrance to you. Where it's like, oh, if I didn't die, I would have saved myself five minutes. You know, it's just like every time I screw up, it's just like, it's just like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's not that bad. 
but it's just going to take you more time and you have to fight these same enemies. And it's like, if you struggle with this one part, you're just going to have to struggle for it every single time. So I yeah. was, I, I agree somewhat. I just want to say, but th- it had a pretty good checkpointing system. Yeah, sure. And I think that just helps alleviate it. Like I never felt like I was going back and like losing like 10 minutes of progress, really. We could talk and about the that really quick. Like you died, you re- it showed you where you went back to, and then you were back in the game. The checkpoint mechanic in particular was an interesting, it's something I've never seen in another game where when you get to a checkpoint, you can optionally break the checkpoint which would erase your progress up to that point and you'd you know, effectively be at the previous checkpoint before that one and it would reward you with some money. So based on like how difficult the section was, it would give you more money for breaking the bulb of the checkpoint, which is really cool. Um, was it even that much money? I never did well, it. Well, I mean, the, sometimes it was the red gem, the red diamond-shaped gem, which but I think... Nothing. Uh, it's like 200. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a good player, you do that three times a level, that's an extra what 8000 gold you do the math yeah that's that's <laughs> right that's what so, that adds up to i'll i'll admit the first time i played this game i didn't know that you weren't supposed to break those i thought those were just like extra treasures oh i God. broke every single one i came across wow. and because i broke all of them i never realized what checkpointing meant until i got to like the third level and you can imagine those first two levels took me a lot longer than they should have I'm really surprised I stuck it out, to be honest. Yeah, that sounds pre- brutal. <laughs> they protected the checkpoints in the first level or something like that, or one of them. They did. They have a yeah, metal they were thing invincible. Maybe the first one, the but tutorial. I remember I broke all the checkpoints I could early on. Yeah. Until I realized that they're checkpoints. Um, I wanted to briefly just talk about a game that Jacob and I played when we were younger called Wario Land 2. And the reason I bring it up is because that game is the opposite of this game. You cannot die in Warrior Land 2. All you do is lose money. So every time you get hit, you just... Basically, the whole game is... It's very similar to Shovel Knight because you have checkpoints, which is like when you enter the room, and then every room is set up so that if you take damage, you fall... And that falling resets all of your progress in the room. So a lot of times it's like climbing up something or, you know, some sort of platforming that if you fall down, you lose. So that's like another way that they could have done this sort of game is just this like, instead of dying, you just start over again. And But it would be the exact same outcome. You just, instead of dying, you just are Wario who falls to the ground and you have to start climbing up the tower again. That's true. Like, and that's, that's a really interesting take on it because you're right. The effect is the same. You're just set back to some point and it doesn't matter if you die or you just fall, right? It's the same thing. That game was incredibly frustrating. I remember that yeah. distinctly. It was very difficult. Really great game, but to visually see yourself fall, it's like those streamer hell games where it's like... Uh, getting over it like jumping or getting over it yeah Yeah. right the act of messing up and seeing yourself physically fall down and watching all the progress pass by you is so much worse than just teleporting back to like a checkpoint right i don't know yeah we missed anything else i'm trying to think oh the towns we talked a little bit about the towns but it's a nice callback they're they're very zelda 2-esque um it's like a two. That's what they wanted to make. Yeah, they wanted their game to be like Zelda Two. That's what I read. 
Oh, from we the start. It. Interesting. Yeah, we've nailed it. Um, That's Shovel Knight is Zelda 2. And that alone. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I feel like that's a great ending note. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we can end it. I, I would really like to play the expansions to this game. I don't know if we'll do it for the podcast. But I like, think it would be a great follow-up podcast episode that would be like a shorter one. But I don't know if Nick's going to be on board to play them if he didn't like this one. That I mean, I, I am totally on board, but we have a whole battery of people who do want to get on the podcast. So True. Name six. It could be good. Uh, Brett... Uh, Eric, Eric uh, Jackie Chan. Oh. Every time. Every time. But the expansions are, in my opinion, just as good or better than the original. And they're as long as the original. And the mechanics are as basic but also interesting as the original. Which I think is really hard things to accomplish. And it's just a testament to like, the developers of how... I don't know. That, that's a lot of foresight to be able to see what people mm-hmm. will enjoy and find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the newest one just came out. We, we some of us played it recently, and it, I thought it was fantastic. Even though it was even more basic than this game in a way. I heard it has Gwent in it. Is that correct? I liked the card game better than Gwent in the the prequel. So hmm. that's a tall. Well, I know you love Gwent. I never got into it. I would skip those things when I played The Witcher. But the I just the, like the standalone game. I think it's fun. The card game in the third one or the the prequel expansion is really cool. Cool. I would recommend you yeah, watch it. Yeah, I mean I I would expect that we check it out at some point, honestly. What, Witcher? <laughs> yes, well, and also the other uh, Shuffle Knight games. We want to oh, do some uh, closing Witcher thoughts threes. on this bad boy. Uh Yeah, closing thoughts. Uh I liked it. Hmm. Yeah, I would All say right. knack. Knack, indeed, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really scratched uh, this kind of... I was playing ukulele in the po- Impossible Lair, and I didn't really get into it as much as I got into this game playing it again. And like, it's not that ukulele in the Impossible Lair is not a good platformer, but this one just does it so... It just does it so well. I I don't know. It's hard to beat. For a Metroidvania, yeah, tight controls, nice pixel art, uh, great pixel art, just really interesting level design. They keep adding mechanics, but in cool ways and ways you wouldn't expect. Um, really great game. Props to Yacht Club, it's the company. Yeah, it feels it feels man. It feels, feels like so you're playing good. a Spider Man. It feels like you're playing an old game. It feels like you're uh, really in the like older retro era of video games, uh, both because those games were hyper punishing because they wanted you to pay more coins to the arcade machine, but uh, also in just the art style, the general progression of the game, music, and the structure, right. the music. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome. Can I just bring up something I just remembered that is like an old game in Shovel Knight? The top bar that has your status stuff, you yeah, can like the UI. Hop, 
you can like pop into it and that's like a very classic like old game thing because they like Mm -hmm. they had to have the bar there but they wanted the character to go up there so you would like go through it and stuff yeah i love that i think the original mario they could have easily not done that Mm -hmm. right they didn't have to do it but they did it on purpose yeah yeah i'll just reiterate what some some of you guys have said um i think it's a really polished uh game with a cool color palette art aesthetic uh sound design all the above and i think it takes a single mechanic or two and makes it interesting for an entire game which is laudable by itself um and it's pretty hard so it's got a lot of dlc too and i enjoyed it a lot on my multiple playthroughs awesome well This is the part of the podcast where I tell you, listeners, that if you want to contact us, you can email us at theastrogamingcast at gmail.com. Repeating that back is theastrogamingcast (laughs) at gmail.com. Okay? So, uh, yeah, any comments, questions, agreeing, disagreeing, maybe you say, like, Nick's whack or knack, uh, yeah, shoot those on over. Uh, We'll check them out. Tell us which bosses you thought were whack and knack, and we won't read it on the podcast. Well, we'll print it out and now toss in the trash. <laughs> okay, if you're the first email that we get, and you do a whack or knack list, we would absolutely read it. A hundred percent, yeah. So get in, get in now before anybody else. Please email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Well, let's do what we do every time. Say goodbye. Until next time, I've been Mitchell Smith. I've been Nick Blackley. I've been Jacob Smith. And I've been Joe Benazzotti. Wait, that order was way off. He'll fix it in post. (laughs) 